This is Melissa, and it is the 24th of December, 2023, Christmas Eve. And this will be going up tomorrow on Christmas Day. So I hope that you are all well and safe and looking forward to putting this year to bed and rising with the longer days in the new year. The last couple of days I've been thinking about what I wanted to put up tomorrow for Christmas, and I had settled on 2007. The the main reason why I chose this is because it was really Alan's first dedicated Christmas talk. It was the first time he got his guitar out of the coffin for a number of years, and he did a a song on Christmas Day, Campionas para Siempre. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. And I liked the things that he talked about, and I listened to it a couple of times, gave it some thought. I love that piece of music. If I say that I've listened to it a thousand times, I'm not exaggerating, and and it, it could well be twice that. He covered a lot of really good things in that talk. I think one of the things that I was struck by was in the first half of it, he laid out how the mass mind is created. And in the second half of it, he talked about what it is to be an individual. An individual is not popular. Today, I was corresponding with someone, just checking in with them and seeing how they were doing. And they reminded me, they sent me several things to consider, um, some video talk that they had listened to they thought that I might find interesting, and then just mentioned, oh, by the way, I suggested a Christmas talk to you two years ago, and I don't remember what year it it is, but it might be worth uh, listening to that one. So I went through the emails, and I'll say two things. First of all, I'm incredibly indebted to this listener for the amount of work that they have put in to helping me. It just boggles my mind when I look at suggestions for shows that they have sent, articles to read, videos to watch, audios to listen to, clips that they excerpted from Alan's talks, the work is just amazing, and I am grateful for it. And I found that email, and he had suggested December 2019. And in the email he wrote, I wouldn't cut it at all. Alan's foreshadowing is amazing. And so... I listened to the talk just a few minutes ago, and it's true. Alan's foreshadowing is amazing. Think about it. It's December 2019, and in 36-minute talk on Christmas Day, he speaks to the last four years that we have lived through with crystal clarity. He discusses at length the story about persecution of Christians, think about the last four years. 
and the persecution that we saw. He talks about the wars in the Middle East, and here we are. So it's, it's an excellent talk, and you'll hear that for yourselves. It actually is a nice bookend for, for me in my head to the 2007 talk. One of the things he talked about in 2007 was his own I, I, I may as well just say it, persecution, but his harassments by powerful people who did not want him speaking on radio or speaking out that were in the kind of alternate truther world. And cut to the 2019 talk, he said, you know, these people, you have to be very careful what you let in your mind and who you're listening to because these will be backed by intelligence agencies. And so, again, I'll leave that for you to listen to, but I do want to say one thing, because here in the U.S. in 2024, when January rolls in, we'll be kicking off the presidential election year, because that's what it is, and for a little more than 11 months, 11 months and a week, it will be nonstop campaigning, And all of the people on alternative, so-called truth, so-called freedom, radio, and internet, this is all you're going to hear. And I just want to say one thing about that, and that is, if you are listening to anyone, and this includes people who are in what they now call the medical freedom movement, if you hear anyone champion someone that you should vote for. If you hear any of them talking about how this candidate or that candidate is going to make a difference to this, you really should turn it off immediately. Because A, there's not a political solution for this that's been in the bag for decades. And B, it it's a pretty clear indication that the person is either bone ignorant, that's an a expression that Alan would use, which meant yeah, ignorant to the bone, or it's deliberate. They're deliberately leading you around in circles, and voting is the solution. So that's that's my piece on that. Another one of the reasons why I had been considering 2007 is that was Alan's last Christmas on his own. And it was interesting to listen to that talk again after so many years because I did arrive just a few weeks after that talk for a visit. And... In that talk, he he just talked about how overworked and tired he was. But he did say, and he said, "You wouldn't believe it if I told you know if you could see my day and see how hard I'm working, you wouldn't believe it." But he did say at one point, "I may be getting some help," and it that just kind of made me smile a little bit because already at that point, Christmas of 2007. He and I had been speaking on the phone a lot, writing letters, writing emails, and I had already transcribed 
the Ancient Religions, Ancient History series of talks with Jackie Petru and put them into the book form that is now called Waiting for the Miracle. And so we'd had, you know, I definitely had a phone relationship, but I'm, I can hear it in his voice that he wasn't quite convinced that I was really on my way. But he just didn't know me that well yet. <laughs> and I did arrive and visited him. And then when I was leaving, I said, well, you know, I'll be back soon. And he said, well, you'll have to do all that. And he listed all of the things that I was going to have to do to kind of wrap up my old life and um, and get back there. And I said, oh, yeah. You just don't know me that well. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was committed to him in my mind's eye before I ever saw him. So I was there full time two weeks later, and that was that. And I think that was a surprise. But I kind of wonder, he never said anything, and I never thought to ask him. But as I was listening once again to Campiones para Siempre, I thought, I wonder if he got that guitar out of the coffin for me. I mean, he said that he was playing that song, and it was a gift to all of his listeners and everyone who supported him and the transcribers and the translators who had done such hard work. But I don't know. There you go. I like to think that that he got that guitar out for me. What Alan is talking about in the 2019 talk for Christmas as he talks about the persecution of Christians and Christianity. I'm just going to read a little bit. You'll hear it, but it won't hurt you to hear it twice. He said, The fact is, during World War II and afterwards, certain organizations were given or gave themselves the power, put it that way perhaps, to reshape the West and the world and rebuild its whole culture. It meant, and they were rather vocal about it, they hated Christianity, and they wanted to eliminate the past completely for the West, very much along the same way as year zero would be for the communists. Now, I'll, I'll skip a little bit, and you'll hear that yourselves. But he said, you know, do you realize during all of this time, that the past decades, that every Christmas there's less and less Christians. Not just because in the West we're getting atheized. He's talking about in the Middle East they're getting slaughtered. Ancient churches being destroyed. He doesn't paint a pretty picture in this talk, but as the listener who suggested it to me said, Alan's foreshadowing is amazing. But one of the things that he talks about is spirit and the Christianity or tradition. Let's just say tradition is important. And he said you, you get the spirit. It feeds the spirit. Um, 
and and that's important. And this time of reflecting is important to the spirit. So in 2007, Alan was apologetic for the quality of the song. He was rusty, etc., etc. But he did say that he wanted to give people a gift. I hear it's starting to rain, so you're going to hear that on the recording too. Oh well, it's raining. I, I, I think I've started the reflection phase of this time of the year already. And one thing that's pretty apparent to me is that this has been a particularly difficult year. It's been good, but it's been difficult. And since March, when I, when I was well and truly on my own again, meaning uploading, doing the website, doing the, the videos, etc., etc., I, of course, hit the ground running, put myself all the way in it. I had already started the Real History podcast, and it was just boom, you know, great guns. But there was something else at work in my mind, this kind of missing Alan in a way that was, I don't know, I can't really put my, can't put the words in my mouth just at the moment, but a a kind of darkness has settled over me in the last few months. And this was, this darkness was not helped by this massive increase in my property taxes. It was not helped by skin cancer, uh, you know, so darkness. And I've, you know, got fortitude. <laughs> so I've had to work through this and, and, uh, try to fight bleakness. So I want to say my thank you to you right now is that for those of you who donate and support, thank you. Some of you have knitted me things. I, right now at this very moment, I'm wearing a capelet that was, I don't know if this is crochet or knit, but it's beautiful and it keeps me warm and I like it. And some of you have sent me chocolates. Thank you. <laughs> and bath salts. And many of you have sent me encouraging emails or encouraging letters. This has helped me. It has helped my mood. It has helped my spirit. Um, I got a letter from a, a woman in Canada. I haven't had time to respond to her yet, but someone that I had not heard from before and... It was a lovely letter, and she said something to the effect of, well, I think I'll just get the letter and see if I can find it. She said, I have been thinking about writing ever since I heard your fortitude piece, which was lovely and sad and touching and a wonderful tribute to your life with a man that you love. I was glad to hear that he had been loved and cared for in the way that he deserved, as it seemed a real shame that he should be alone, dogs and critters apart, in a shack in the outskirts of Sudbury. 
And she went on to say that she had been enjoying the real history. And she said, I felt that I needed to tell you and let you know that I admire your courage in taking up the mantle as it must be painful to do so. The easy thing would be to completely bury the past and try to forget the loss, but of course this is not possible, so embracing the difficult journey is the correct thing to do. I, for one, appreciate the effort. Now, I don't know this woman, and this is the first time that I had ever heard from her, but she really did get right in to the heart of the matter, which is... It isn't an easy thing to do. As long as I've kept myself manically busy with everything that I'm doing, then I haven't even had time to reflect on that. But my spirit is squeaky loud of late, and it wants to let me know that something else is needed. So all of you who support what I'm doing, who have knitted and crocheted things, who have sent me chocolates and bath salts and encouraging letters and emails, I am getting your message, which is, I need to take care of myself. And that is something, that is a fact, that I have not been doing that. And... I was reminded today in thinking about Christmas and a Christmas talk of something that I've said to you before, but it's worth saying again on Christmas. I was given a gift to spend so much time with Alan, and that gift is now mine to return to you. It's not something that I can bury and forget. It isn't even mine to keep. Sure, some of it is too personal to share. But by and large, the gift of Alan that I received is only mine to turn around and give back. But in keeping with Alan's directives, one of which you'll find in Reality Check 2 video at the very end. He's got some lovely visuals, and the words that come up on the screen are, Feed your mind. And my mind needs to be fed in a way that just isn't research and the news and the bad news and the evil of the world. My mind is asking to be fed a better diet. And... At the end of this talk in 2019, uh, Alan included links that he mentioned. There's a concert in Berlin with Christmas music. There are two pieces by Pavarotti that he linked to. And I encourage you to listen to those as well as the song that he did in 2007, which I will also play at the end of this. I will attach it to this redux so that you can hear that. At the beginning of November, I did something which I had thought about doing for a while, but I just did it. And that was, I researched, I found someone in the area who could teach me classical guitar. And I went and had my first two guitar lessons. And it was fun. And 
then I couldn't do it anymore because I had to focus all my attention on taking care of myself. But I'm going to pick that guitar up and take it for another lesson in January. And I'm going to keep at it. And maybe next Christmas, I shouldn't even say maybe, next Christmas I will give you the gift of a guitar piece from me. I don't think I can compose something (laughs) as Alan composed Campiones para Siempre, impromptu, on Christmas Day 2007. But maybe I can give you the classical guitar equivalent of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I'm going to feed my mind because I'm in this for the long haul. I notice when I read what's going on in the world and this, that, and I check in on the whole Operation C, that the the term long hauler has been taken over. You've got your COVID long haulers, the people who claim that they've got, had COVID for years now and they can't get rid of it. They're long haulers. Well, to that I say, humbug. I'm going to be a long hauler. I'm in this for the long haul because Alan was always worth it and he always will be worth it. I wish you a Merry Christmas, peace, joy, serenity, time to reflect, feed your mind, uplift your spirit. The world is a very dark place. It's bleak and I can say with a great deal of certainty that 2024 is going to be bad. But we're not beaten. Those of us who have sentience, we're the winners. Campeones para siempre, translated, is champions forever. Merry Christmas. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through Matrix on the 25th of December 2019. And as they all say, doesn't time fly, eh? And it does, <laughs> it's getting faster and faster all the time. And for many of us, and for me for sure, it's like living through, as I say, Groundhog Day over and over because we're living through such an amazingly scripted agenda with like a big business plan, like I've always said, step by step by step, where things have to be accomplished along the road by that certain date. It's just like a, a huge, big business plan, and that's what we're living through. And uh, and a lot of it becomes boring because there are no surprises. There really are no surprises when you realize that you truly. This is a good time to talk about the Christmas and so on. And what's happening because literally the, the whole culture of the West is to be utterly destroyed. I hope you understand that. And it's a complete war. It's total war. For those who think that things just happen by themselves, by accident, the accidental view of history, not at all. It's so well orchestrated and so well formulated and organized and planned and implemented uh, with literally an army of people across the world all connected, working together to bring it all into being with big foundations, with money backing them and so on and so on. And we're living through a system where 
they give you the leaders. I mean, back in the 90s when I came out and talked about what was going on, I only came out, I said, because I couldn't believe that the public, that even in a country like America, the last bastion for that time, free speech, had stations there. There were alternate stations, the radio stations. But they were still navel-gazing. They didn't realize that there were huge, big agendas across the whole planet, all coordinating the thing together for globalism. And so I came out then thinking, I better tell these people. What they're seeing is only the surface of the thing. They don't realize how intensively, intricately organized this is. It's incredible. But again, it's published works too from the, all of the big players in the past and in the present that they let you know what they're doing and where they're taking it and all the rest of it. If you want to believe their reasons for it, it's up to you. But the fact is, during World War II and, and afterwards, certain organizations were given, or give themselves the power, put that way perhaps, to reshape the, the West and the world and rebuild its whole culture. And it meant, and they were rather vocal about it. They hated Christianity. And they wanted to eliminate the past completely for for the West, very much along the, the, the same way as uh, Year Zero would be for the communists. Even going back to the to the French Revolution, where they talked about uh, a, a new calendar and they tried with different. I think it's ten days to, to their week or something. The way they worked it out initially, but it kind of fell apart. But they never stopped. And of course, Cambodia was the same in Year Zero. So the whole idea is to remake a history starting from its proper place, where, where they themselves, who've conquered you, are on top and managing it all in a properly efficient, technocratic way, you see. But um, it's in your face today. It truly is in your face. As they go in for the kill to stop any, any last vestige of free speech, uh, making it illegal, actually, which is a terrifying thing about it. Uh, to even ask questions. And if you can't ask questions, then a gen- next generation's gone, if you can't ask questions. And they're under tyranny, of course, then. But I was looking through, and I've looked through, <laughs> every year I look through the, especially since this, this incredibly deceptive, um, massive, prolonged Middle Eastern, especially Middle Eastern war that's on the go, for reasons, of course, we should never tell you the truth, to see that the, the West financed Huge armies from Al Qaeda and, and, and in different guises of it all, ISIS and ISIL and yada yada yada. It, it's all the same group, basically, funded by the West. I remember doing the shows on it uh, from again the newspaper, uh, papers would in London and so on. They'd print it. To the, oh, we're, we're we're supplying them with arms. We're training these these supposed um, freedom fighters, you know, as they pretended that, that Syria, for instance, had a civil war on the go. But it was all incomers financed from the West and from the U.S. and Britain and so on. And their tax money was funding it all. And they would land all their, their equipment for, for um, carrying on the war in Qatar and distribute the, the arms and so on from there. So this went on for years and years. And it's still on the go, by the way. It hasn't stopped. And the, the same agenda was published in the 1990s with the PNAC group with all the list on it. So it's the same thing on the go, on the go, on the go. But during all that time, do you realize that every Christmas is less and less Christians, not just because in the West are getting atheized. In the Middle East, they were getting slaughtered with all ancient, ancient churches, some of the first churches in Christendom, totally destroyed and wrecked and people slaughtered. And I can remember 
uh, being in communication with some people in some of those churches over there that were getting uh, done in with uh, armaments from the West. There was nowhere for them to turn to. No one would listen to them for help. They were completely, uh, not just expendable, but I, I think that's part of the eradication process. There's no doubt about it. And there's other players in the Middle East too, as we all know. That wanted this to happen as well as all do, but you had all these people that were well, the ones that were left getting homeless, trying to get into the West, and they couldn't get help. They couldn't get help to get in. As soon as they mentioned they were Christian uh, and different branches of Christianity from that area and Coptic and so on, boom, that was it. The doors shut on them in the West because this is you talk about genocide. We're living through genocide, and. The governments are all complicit because your governments have got nothing to do at all with what you think they're there for. Nothing at all. The people who rule you, you don't even see them most of the time. Never mind this farce of, of voting. It's interesting that, that Boris Johnson got in because he's all for this, this, this hands across the water idea uh, of this alliance. That they'll get together just like Tony Blair's day. And retake different countries and bomb them of existences left standing across the Middle East. That's the agenda. And it's not going to back off, folks. It, it, it can only back off if enough light was truly shone on it. I don't think that's going to happen. Everything's so completely taken over, you understand. And in fact, there'll be a massive backlash if you mention any truth today. That's so sad. But yeah, people are dying and getting slaughtered and annihilated. People who literally have kept themselves to themselves. They're not peddling drugs across the planet. Uh, they're family people with ancient traditions going back. And let's be honest, I don't see why everybody else who's got ancient traditions can't survive here. And it also tells you that there's a plan at the very, very top to eradicate it. So you'll see this, unfortunately, getting worse. It's not going to get better. Uh, in the West as well, we can see totalitarian elements grabbing power for themselves and governments going along with it to, to shut down free speech altogether. It's so sad, as I say, to, especially in America, that was the hope for a lot of places in the world because that for years ago, when I came out too, they had lots of alternate radio stations. There was a kind of America first at the time, but... Um, they were navel-gazing. I came out and literally filled in the global agenda, and it, it did help change the way that, that, that it was approached. Because a lot of them out there today, actually, a lot, maybe a lot, maybe, maybe I wouldn't say all, but not far from it, literally are intelligence agencies behind them running the show. If you hadn't figured it out, it might not be even. Well, it doesn't matter. You see, you don't have a country if you live in it today. You don't have it. Most folk will never figure out that, that what runs their country is not for them, <laughs> really. And there's a bigger, bigger agenda on the go. And we're living through total war. But as I say, America used to be the hope because it was the only one that had written into uh, any kind of constitution that you had the right to free speech. And, and no one, and, and that means no one, underline no one could take that away from you. And I remember Bill Cooper years ago, one of the guys that, he kept up on what was happening, and he had his own show for years. Uh, and, and he wasn't perfect either. No one's perfect. We're all human. He did get killed for, for coming out and talking and talking and talking. And, he, and he, he knew he would be killed eventually too. And they did. 
they sent two, at least two SWAT teams up to his home to assassinate him, uh, tried to lure him outside, and, uh, and then shot him down as they, they said he was trying to run away it, on his own land, right? And tried to get into his own house, and they said he ran. The man had one leg. For those who don't know, the other one was artificial. But he was assassinated, and at that time, it was, it was evident to many, in fact, uh, that government uh, had taken a different approach to the supposed tolerance issue, tolerance of different factions and Christian sects and all the rest of it. And they made a big deal, too, about a big show to the public. When you see a show well-publicized, it's meant to cast a spell and there's an intent behind it. And when they did the Waco siege, as they called it, where they could have gotten uh, the, the character they were after that ran this group, he was the head of this group, uh, that was registered, by the way, as a religion. And uh, I don't care what you think of it. The fact is, uh, if they go for one branch of anything or in one form of any kind of religion, eventually they'll work around to you too. You better start thinking about that. And they made a big show, and they went in with heavily, heavily trained, uh, and f- for the purpose, uh, SWAT teams, like an army raid, in fact. And they came out in the shooting, because they, 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 when the guy came to the door, folk came to the door initially, the feds just opened up. And, and that was in the video at the time. But the whole thing was to show you them wiping out people who, who had rights. They, they stood up for rights and the silly, silly thing called American rights and freedoms and constitutions and Bill of Rights and so on. And it was such a nuisance, you say, it was time you started to learn that you really don't have them. And uh, they wiped the people out there, and they burned a lot of them alive too. A very, a very, very high, high Masonic occultic show. That, and they bowed, you, you saw all the different fire, um, uh, I call, well, they're not even mercenaries. Sometimes mercenaries have a, have a code of honor even, but these characters are just, uh, scum. That's all you can call them. Which governments often recruit in times of tyranny to be used against the public. And uh, you see them bowing towards the flames in a big, big circle as the, uh, as the night wore on and then burned all the people and children as well. And that was a message to the public that, that no, you don't have these rights and freedoms anymore, yada, yada, yada. And they'd already set up other groups too before and wiped them out as well with assassination squads. Uh, well known at the time, and at least at the time, again, American radio had different. It wasn't a monopoly today for a supposed patriot radio. Uh, you had a lot of real independent groups who were not out, not out for money or backed by big, big, big bucks and big people, or even not backed by the intelligence agencies. Some of them were, but there was still at, some, at that time at least some that were still independent and trying to really follow the, the, um, their own consciences and do the right thing and tell the public what was going on. But we're, as I say, that was then, that was in the 90s. And I've watched the total erosion uh, by, again, intelligence agencies. There's no doubt about it. There's, there's no doubt about it, folks. And remember, in, in intelligence, that the idea with counterintelligence and so on is, is to create cognitive dissonance by giving you groups that, that all seem to oppose each other, but eventually they'll even have each other on as they, as they bring all their followers into one big herd and spin it around for you and so on, and, so, and bring you back into the, the con game of politics. At one time, the, the people were savvy enough to never trust politicians, any politician, 
any politician. And, uh, and believe you me, you're going to get no, no political messiahs ever. And, and I watched it with Trump getting put in, and I knew darn well, because of so much of around Trump, it was not for the American people. But they did a good spin on it, as well financed and so on. And the whole idea was, if, if you got the wars going again in the Middle East and finished all of them off, Syria and the rest of them, um, and Iran, then uh, he'd be a big, big hero again. But it's, it's been a bit of a hold-up in that for a while, so he's been getting bad press. But if he gets the wars going, it'll, it'll, he'll be all ha- they'll be all happy again, and you'll suddenly see him praised, and he'll be given, again, more titles, ancient titles, more ancient titles from the ones he's already been given to get it, all, get it all going. But the thing is, we're living through amazing times of persecution. And I'll put up some of the links of, uh, for those who don't know, that, that a lot of ancient Christian groups, not rich either, have, have been slaughtered and slaughtered and slaughtered intentionally, folks, by paid mercenaries by the West. And sometimes not just for the West either. We know that. And persecution is definitely, definitely rearing its awfully, awfully ugly head. Because once it gets going in the West and so-called wealthier countries, you, you'll, see, you, you'll see terrible things like what happened during the Bolshevik era. And after that too, into the communist era, as they want to call it, the Stalinist era. They'll, they'll just, you'll just get disappeared people all the time. It's a nuisance because the, the message is now, you, you, you've got to be one of the, the herd. If you're not a ruler, you see, in the ruling group, then you've got to be one of the herd and just be one mass mind and all the same. Same thought, same talk. Everything's been brainwashed until you just parrot it off and then you're a good little citizen. That's what they want. Believe you me. Because you can see, you can smell it coming. You can smell it coming across the West. And there's no doubt whatsoever as to who the, the, the fake parties that you have in all the countries. Uh, who they're serving. Tremendous evil is no doubt, absolutely no doubt at work today. It's in your face. You smell it coming. You smell the same techniques that were used before to implement mass uh, extinctions, in, in fact. And you can see the hate, the true hate is, is often from the ones who claim they're being hated. <laughs> the true hate are the ones in power who've got this ability to promote their laws and agendas and so on. Uh, and a wild fanaticism, in fact, of self-righteousness as they, as they pick out their targets and want to eliminate them. Using, of course, front people called police, no doubt, or, or domestic militaries, or whatever you want to call them, and do the job for them. It really, really is that bad. But we're living under total war. This is total war. When, as I say, many of the groups in the past came out and published stacks of books, especially in America, when they moved to America, a lot of them, uh, lots of books on the agenda, what they wanted to happen and so on. And there's no doubt about it that, that the entire culture, everything that made it you work, make, make it, made you strong and made it workable, had to be completely and utterly destroyed. That means complete family unit, sexual morality, everything had to be utterly, utterly put into, well, even Adorno mentioned it too. Uh, he, he said that right down to necrophilia, that wouldn't be enough then. Uh, this would have to get promoted. All this terrible stuff that you're seeing today to eliminate anything of the past. So the, so the past couldn't reconstruct itself, you see, to make you strong again. 
You understand, what they're saying is that everything that gave you life and meaning had to be eradicated. Meaning. That's why they're always telling you about new new truths. They give you new truths and new realities, you see. And their, their realities, as they keep changing it to, to utterly destroy your mind and logic, is that there's no, there's no uh, objective reality. Everything is subjective. Let's all, you know, let, let's all have our own opinions and everything. And oh yeah, yeah, it's all relative, etc., etc. But of course, there's objective reality. Look around you, see what's being destroyed. Uh, if, find out why. It's not hard to find, uh, and you can see where it's all supposed to go. Really, and it's very difficult for people in this day and age. Very, very difficult for them to, to admit to themselves, or even what they see, especially uh, when they see that there, there are people who utterly, groups well-organized, heavily financed groups, who utterly hate them with a, a pathological loathing. And they, they're out there, and they exist in powerful places. So, as I say, this is not a happy, happy Christmas message that everything's going to be wonderful. In the 90s, I said that on, on uh, some shows I was on. I said, I won't be a cheerleader for the public. The public, you have to uh, come to, you, you, you can't hang on to, to any kind of freedom if you're going to keep silent about it. It's going to get lost and chipped away. And, and so you can't be a cheerleader for the public. Uh, this idea that others must do your work for you. Uh, you forget it, folks. You know. uh, everyone who says, oh, the, 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 the government wouldn't do this and government wouldn't do that, somebody would stop them or somebody would do something about it. How many times do you, well, well, come on, these people aren't going to do anything for themselves. Never, ever. They'll all want others to do it for them and cheer them along the way. But if, if just, like, just like the messiahs of the past, if, if they don't accomplish what the people want on an earthly plane, uh, they'll go for the people that, that fail to do it for them because they always know what they want their leaders to do. And this is Christmas, as I say. What's left of it? What's left of it? And it's not a matter, you see, of, you understand, this isn't a matter of, of, of just belief or, or atheism or agnosticism. The primal cohesive factor in the West's cultures, doesn't matter what country, was Christianity. Their religion is one of the primal glues of societies that call themselves civilized in the West. And it gave you your, your basic morality that made you strong and, and made you survive. Basic morality. It stopped you from, from ripping each other off. And stealing and, and doing it and blah, blah, and blah. You had basic commandments that, that made things, you know, it doesn't matter been, if, you, if you didn't fulfill them perfectly. The fact is it made you, it forced you to think about things and stopped a lot of folk from being kind of um, following the psychopaths, you might say. But when you think of all the generations going way, way back for centuries and centuries and centuries, uh, down through, through uh, Canada, the U.S., other countries and, and back all the way back to Europe and so on for right back to you know centuries ago uh, that that was all you're all, you're the result of all of that for what they accomplished and and let's forget the class system the the folk at the bottom built everything sure they did and they died uh, but they passed they passed some knowledge on to each generation 
and all the peoples worked to bring us to where we eventually got to. And then you get more coming in, different folk coming in, wanting to destroy the whole system completely because they know better. And, and of course, they should rule it instead, shouldn't they? That, isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that? Of course it is. But Christianity, and it doesn't matter about the atheists either. If you, the Christmas gave you, y'all, uh, something that, that bound you together. It's a bonding process. Of your culture is tradition. If you toss all your traditions out the window, believe you me, just like the communists did, they'll give you new traditions, very, very glum, dour traditions, believe you me. Because there's no spirit in it, you need the spirit. And I was thinking today too, of even the songs that you'd hear at Christmas, not just the, the, the carols and all that, but the actual hymn, hymnals and so on. I may put up a couple of links, in fact, for anybody who wants to see them. There's one that was done in, in, in Berlin. In about 1990, I think it was, and it's traditional, traditional old hymn songs, and uh, for Christmas and they have uh, excellent orchestras there too, and choirs, and singers. But they also, uh, about 10, 15 minutes into it, you'll see uh, they bring an Eastern Orthodox Christian group in of friars, and you hear them singing, and and it's just beautiful. Russian type um, uh, harmony, beautiful harmonies. And again, it, it, you're, it, the, these religions, we, we had tough times for, for thousands of years. The planet is not a, a happy place to be on when you're fighting, battling nature to survive. I hope you understand that the groups who want to take you down today, want to take you where you're heating and your food and everything. Think about it, folks. We're here today because folks struggle for centuries and centuries and centuries and social levels too to get to a stage where we could all get heating and food, etc., etc. The ones at the top hate that because, my goodness, like H.G. Wells says, we breed. Oh, we breed for goodness. If you feed them and what happens you heat them, well, they breed, eh? They, I always say they, oh. I hope you realize that you're in a, a very hostile situation with very well-organized groups across the planet taking over that you don't vote for, as I've said so many times before. You don't vote for them, and most folk won't even know they exist, or what they are, who they are, or even where they are. And they're all connected through internet, of course, and their organizations, their, and the massive paychecks they get from these the big foundations that the, the non-governmental organizations are funded from. Massive. They have retirement benefits like you would, like any CEOs would have for these NGO leaders. When you see these young folk getting put across the world right now, uh, just appearing in their 30s there, eh? mainly women at the moment, that's the end thing. But from the right backgrounds, look at Finland's a good one too. When the, when the, the, the latest Finn got in, this young woman who came from the right background, if you read her bio, that's how she was, partly how she was selected. But then you, you'll see too, I think the four other parties are all led by women now too. Well, you have to go into the organizations that set up to bring and create future leaders, folks. They didn't just appear on the scene by them. They were picked at school, for goodness sake, often junior school. <laughs> And groomed for positions of leadership. That, that's what common purpose in, the, in England is, is about. One organization to create leaders for the European Union for different countries. Well, you're seeing them emerge now. 
And they're presented as just young, clever people. No, they're not. They're picked and groomed and trained into international socialism to obey a superior group, you see, above them. And beneath them, they see you as utterly inferior. I heard. But they're not appearing out of nowhere. And they have, they have thousands of these folks that are knowing across the planet. Because life today is, is incredibly deceptive. And everything you look at is, is not just false information or fake news as you call it. It's slanted news or slightly altered realities. And so that's how it's done all the time. Or bits of stories. As I say, they won't come out and tell you that the backgrounds of these young folk, they're getting, they're just appearing there and getting picked up by left-wing parties. No, no, they were, they were picked in room from childhood. Uh, which is rather ominous because such people will be hard to break out of the conditioning if they ever go into the, into the mass uh, genocide mode that, that's happened in history before. I hope you understand that. I hope you really understand that. You're not dealing here with, with, with the old idea, let's pretend we're just happy parties all conflicted and arguing uh, with each other. No, no, but they're way beyond that stage. <laughs> Long ago. Long ago. And the same agendas continue. But I looked at Boris Johnson there in England and uh, the guy who's bought and paid for by the City of London and presented in front of the public is again another British saviour. It won't happen. And already, just and it's, just, it's so amazing to watch Trump and him at the moment uh, both go off to see the troops somewhere and, and do their serving. Uh, Boris is, is serving. They, they lost publicity, but they all do, don't they? As they dish out uh, some food to some troops in, in one, of the, one of the countries that perhaps they shouldn't even be in. You, you can see them getting, getting the armies ready on board together for the next, the next launch of the next big war that's to happen, you understand? And that, that's tragic. That's, that's part of the reason we're so bankrupt too, mind you. And being bankrupt will work along just well, because the ones who rule us all uh, will have a new system set up when they bankrupt us all in, in the new global system, totally electronic, of course, uh, along the, the, the lines of Bertrand Russell, as mentioned before, with his credit system. It works perfectly together in a social social credit system, you see. So... I think people should not panic about anything, but be very aware of what's going on and be very careful about following people. Remember, because I do know how a lot of the movement was taken over, and they always put up people there that will part the same stuff as the, as the true ones, you know, with the same. In fact, they'll take, take your information on lock, stock, and barrel, and just present it as their own. But then they'll still tack on their own spin. Vote for this person; they're, they're wonderful, or whatever. Or they they love to have pizzas with common people, so vote for them. All that nonsense, you see. And uh, they're, they're, they're fronts, folks. They're fronts for, for, for bigger... They're actually fronts for the big organizations that run the world and is, are taking us down the merry path right now. Truly. And you can't stop people listening, of course, because nine, if, you, if you get rat poisoning out there, 5% of, of what's in that, that corn is poison. The 95% must be real corn. And that's how the stuff is presented to the public, or, or else you'd all turn off, right? Wouldn't you? I'd hope so. <laughs> so when you see 
the two uh, of the alliance, part of the Five Eyes Alliance, get together uh, with others too and shake hands and play to the troops. You know, the, the, there definitely will be more wars coming up because the list has to be completed, as I say, and more than the list, like Quigley said, Carl Quigley said that war is meant also to introduce social change, planned socialist change, you know, so that the correct folk can run the world and run you and your countries uh, because war uh, opens up the, the venues for them to step in and fill up the, fill the voids and implement a big plan, of course. So all sides in a conflict are changed, you see. It's the, the lie of, of preserving your system is just that. It's a lie. Uh, you don't go to war to preserve it. You go to get conquered as well as the ones you're going to conquer by other folk behind the scenes. That's how it is. But anyway, for getting back to the Christian uh, at Christmas time and so on, it gave us a cultures that worked to an extent better than other cultures. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it gave us uh, the ability to reflect in ourselves. It forced us to reflect in ourselves, uh, which kept a form of peace too sometimes. And it helped people go through terrible, terrible persecutions down through the eons. And when you hear even uh, one of the links I'll put up, as I say, to the Berlin Christmas concert, really, you, you'll hear the Eastern Orthodox uh, guys come in, and these Eastern Orthodox Church or Russian Orthodox, uh, you wouldn't believe what they suffered with utter abject cruelty. I've heard some of the guys talk about what happened to them. It's beyond just torture, and the hatred cannot be expressed to you by those who really hate this thing called Christianity. And remember, the, the churches there really did cater to the ordinary folk. And uh, they were part of the communities and so on. And it got them through. And, and there again, you, then you hear them at the end of the Soviet era, the last year really, uh, singing. And the feeling behind it, what they're singing, is just astonishing. That's what the whole thing's about, is touching a, something called spirit and soul in you. It doesn't matter what, what, what other religions people are into. They can't help but be stunned by it and mesmerized when they hear this kind of uh, singing put out by people who truly believe and you need that sometimes to get you through life when things aren't going well and for most folk today since the whole of our system and civilization is completely under the last vestiges of attack to, to be literally a planned organized intelligent attack it's the only thing sometimes it gets them through and it gives them ability to stand up that's why it's so terrible. They always want to destroy religion. It makes folk who stand together and stand up to tyrants. And uh, that's the last thing that they want when they've got to put the last, the last few of the, the, the boots into you, you might say. So for the folk out there who've been listening for years, don't be depressed about things. It's going to be tough and, and terrible. But uh, we, as long as you have each other and you truly have a faith, you can have a faith that rises above all the, the baseness of the corrupt and the evil people out there, then it can, it can help you come through uh, uh, terrible times. There's no doubt about it. So I I wish everybody a, a good Merry Christmas when, when again we see another year of uh, uh, further decay and destruction planned for us all and, and more wars, etc. But we've got to always uh, stick together and and don't be fooled by the front people are put out there for you to follow and who leads you up the garden path. And a lot of these, these fake Christian preachers, 
that are multi-millionaires and maybe some multi-billionaires that obviously don't work for, for you in America. Uh, they, they, they do not, folks. And uh, why America has always has been carefully linked to, to wars in the Middle East is, is rather astonishing to outsiders. It's very cleverly done. But the fact is um, you've got to really look at who's using you. And, and stop being used and and stop falling for selection time Christianity uh, if they can't see it all year round forget it so uh, and forget them too but uh, don't fall for the voting and suddenly they're all the ones who are pushing the same agenda all the front people the fake front you got there are suddenly Christians again just forget, look at what look at what they, they do listen to what they've said before and uh, and tell me they're Christian folks hmm? So, fool me once, eh? Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's how it should be for, for all of us. So anyway, for all those people out there, as I say, I won't keep it stayed too long, so I'm going to get this up, up on site. And I can't play anything, unfortunately, for myself, because my, really, the arthritis bouts my hands are awful. And my, my thumb, especially, on my right hand, is, it's like a beacon. I could probably light up a room in the darkness, it's so red. <laughs> and it's swollen. And that's, that's unfortunate, but maybe I can, maybe eventually I can get the swelling down and eventually play something again before I'm, I'm uh, well, while I'm still alive and kicking put it that way, and able to do so. So I really wish you all out there, and I mean all of you, because I, I get to know everybody with their emails and so on over the years, and the, the trials and tribulations that, that are human, but we'll all go through them. And it, it brings us all together as humans as going through the, the realities of life. So I wish you all, all the best and, and have a good, safe and pleasant Christmas time.